Hello and welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is Come and Talk to Me. I am your host, Peabody Freak, aka Kerry, and I'm here with my co-host. Hi, this is Deborah, also known as Vicky Mom, here in New York. Hello. How is your day going? Going pretty well, considering that it's grey and rainy out. It's grey and rainy every day lately. I think it's just a miserable season, isn't it? I think all the seasons have shifted as well, so I think we're going to get the snow in January. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not too, because I'm flying in in January to go and see some of the uh, the later shows. So hopefully right. that won't get snowed out or rained off or whatever. But Exactly. Um, there are yeah. princess shows. There can be no snow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, I'll fly there somehow. I will grow wings and I will be at those shows <laughs> by hook or by crook. Um, I'll start digging. I'll bring a spade with me. I don't care what's happening, but I will be there. Um, uh, we have done some more interviews. We have interviewed the lovely Robin, who I'm sure you will agree was an absolute treat once you've listened to what we've, we're have we going to play you in a few minutes. Um we spent a little bit of time with her. She was the first person who ever did any of the, not merchandise, because she didn't sell it, but um, would you call it fan paraphernalia or memorabilia, that kind memorabilia, of stuff? Memorabilia, something like honorifics. Yeah. Uh, way, ways of uh, memorializing the band and, and showing yes. our uh, appreciation. Yeah, so we thought she would be a good person to interview. So please enjoy our interview with Robin. Hey Robin, how are you? Hello. Oh, look at look at the angle. I didn't realize. Usually, I don't have my computer at that angle where you could see my first ever poster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Signed poster from one of their shows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was at the Mercury. Mercury, right? Mm. Wow. Did yeah. you steal that? There are two of those in existence. Did you steal that? Oh. We were a lot, we were given permission to steal them. <laughs> the woman at the door, steal. like <laughs> from the woman who worked there. Yes. So it was okay. She didn't go and take them down. Um, what happened was Allison and I were the first ones walking in mm. and she asked if there were any more of those posters. And the woman at the door was like, well, we don't need them anymore because the show is starting. Yeah. So you could have them or yeah, it was like, and we only saw the one that was there. And she's like, oh, well, there's two. And Allison and I both, you know, scoped them out and each ran to one and just started pulling it down. And then we asked the guys to sign it. Like we had them with us uh, after awesome. the show and we asked everyone to sign it. And I remember Matt was looking at it like, how did you get this? Where did you find this? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Please don't make me give it back. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I think there was. Because he didn't have them. So I didn't know if he was going to be like, you know, <laughs> I really would like one. And I would have been like, okay. Yeah. Well, Alison is someone who is in our friendship circle. She is, you will often see her with a green mohawk. That's her hairstyle of choice. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that she will want to come on the podcast because she isn't a person who enjoys being interviewed. Um, so she probably won't come on, but she is someone that comes to all of the shows with us and we love very much. Hello, Alison. Um, 
So yeah, let's let's start at the beginning. So we've talked about which show was okay. that from? Which, which, was that the first show they ever did? That was actually one of the questions that was we the were going to ask they did you at, um, at Berlin. That wasn't the first show they ever did, but it was the first show they did at Mercury Lounge. Mm. Which was the first show that you ever went to? Was, the first show I ever went to was at this little, it was kind of, it's kind of a club slash community center in Brooklyn. Was that oh. Trans Picos? Yes. Ah, which one? Because uh, they did two was, there. They did? They did. They did two there. I only know that oh. because when we were talking about, um, uh, we, we did the first episode was about the guys and just kind of where each member had come from before Princess and what kind of things they did. And I wrote down a list of important dates and it was the first date of a gig was the 18th of September or September in 2018 sorry and we we then went back through the photographs that were taken at those gigs and they had one first gig which was at Berlin and then they did two gigs mm -hmm. at Transpico um, and I only realized that it's two separate gigs because Mike is wearing two different outfits in the sets of pictures so it must have been two gigs they did oh, there, unless they did a costume change. Because I remember they had... No, he didn't. Hmm. Not the one I was at anyway. So I remember they did, they had done Berlin before I heard of them. I yeah. first heard of them when I saw photos after they did, uh, it was a museum show. It was, um, there was like a, a Velvet Underground exhibit. Yes. And I think they had different bands play every week. And I heard of them a day after I saw all over Instagram, there were pictures of oh. that. The mm. one I went to was on, I can't even remember the date. It was February 26, 2019. Wow. I remember that. So that was the birthday of a friend of mine, but she was too sick to come out. So I can tell you that was the second show. So you went to, you you're the first of all of us that I know of that went to see them. Was Alison at that show as well? She was at, that was where we met. No, this was their third show. Are we sure? Oh, yeah, Berlin, they, oh yeah, because they did. Wasn't the Berlin one the first? No, they The did, first Berlin show? They did. Or no? They did September and then they had a show scheduled for the 4th of November that got cancelled because of something to do. Well, it got cancelled and it got shifted to the 9th of December and that so December was the second show so then February would have been the third show I stand corrected you are right yeah I forgot that they had rescheduled the, the November show um but yeah so that was the first one you ever went to wow that's that's crazy it was mm. I met Allison there probably you know just goth radar going <laughs> <laughs> yes if anyone's ever met robin you will realize that she is fully goth um she has a love of bats <laughs> safe to say <laughs> yeah uh, have you got any questions deborah i know you've you've got a nice little list that you've been putting together are you still there? well um <laughs> what was what was the first show like for you what was that experience was it a big crowd, small crowd? It was a tiny place. And I mean, the place did end up getting full by the time they went on, but it wasn't that big of a crowd. I think a good 
portion of the people at that point who knew about them were people that they knew personally. Mm. And maybe it was, you know, 30% fans, 50% fans. I'm not even sure, but it was a lot of people that they knew. Mm. Um, It was pretty wild though. My friend and I showed up, we got there around the time doors were opening and completely different from what it's like now was we were the only people there yeah and they were running late doing sound check Mm. so we were allowed to stand in the doorway because it was freezing out Mm. so we were able to be standing in the doorway of the venue before they took our tickets but we couldn't go all the way in but we could hear them doing their sound check yeah so that was like first introduction to their music was when they did the sound check of sweet and love wow i actually think i have what i recorded on my phone somewhere on my computer wow sweet and low <laughs> and a sound check oh that's cool that's cool and did did you did yeah. you meet the guys that night because they i remember they used to after the shows they would come and just hang out with everybody that was in the crowd and just like chill for an hour did you meet them all that night was that the first time you met them well, it was the second time that I had met Mike because mm. I had met him maybe um, a couple months before. I think it was, I don't remember what month it was, but I had gone to see Mike in, um, what was the name of that one man show that he Tom did? Tom Payne? Tom Payne. Mm. Yes, Tom Payne. Yes. I met him after Tom Payne and just became a much bigger fan just because he was so friendly with all of us yeah. outside of the stage door. Mm. And he seemed to genuinely just enjoy chatting with everyone. It yeah. didn't look like he was just signing playbills and taking photos because it's part of his job. Like he was actually, you know, smiling and chatty and, yeah, you know, it was a very cool experience. I'm like, okay, I've been a fan of his, but this makes me a bigger fan when I see someone who's just mm. that friendly with everyone. Yeah. But the show was the first time that I met Matt and Peter what was and you? yeah they were all just watching yeah what was your first impressions mm-hmm. of each of them we've talked about what our first um, experiences were of of what we thought the first time we saw Matt or the first time we actually had a conversation with Peter what, what was yours well I had started following Matt on Instagram hmm. before I went to the show be just because you know that was I found out you know, he was the one who had the social media and that was the only social media for the band. Mm. Any announcements or pictures, it was his personal Instagram. So I started following him and I remember just, you know, anytime like I would comment, he'd give it a like or a reply. And I asked him a couple of days before that show where we could go eat that was near the place and he replied with a recommendation and the food was really good so you know i i already had like oh you know this is a really chill guy he's very nice so dare you know, I, I went over to talk to him the show dare i ask hmm? which restaurant it was that he recommended is it one we know and love it was it well it was in the one in brooklyn father knows best i believe it's called oh Father knows it best. was maybe two or three blocks away from the venue. Mm. Mm. I might try that next the time. The show was a weeknight. Yeah. Yeah. I think that after the the show 
this recent September show in Brooklyn, mm. a group of our friends who were at that show, who stayed at the Airbnb, they went to that, they ah. went to Father Knows Best yeah. the day after the show and they really liked it. So I went, you know, I went over and talked to him after the show. And it was really funny, actually, the first time I met Matt, because I walked over to say hi to him. And you could kind of see the wheels turning because it wasn't turning in his head. It wasn't like they were used to going and meeting all the fans after the shows at this point. Yeah. You could see him looking at me and his it was go his gears were going like he's I know you, but why do I know you? Before. Yeah. Right. Trying to really like put it put it into place. And then so I was just like, you know you don't know me you've only talked to me through instagram but i want to thank you for recommending such a great place to eat and mm. i got a selfie with him and very nice um yeah my I, first impression hmm? no sorry. no 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 carry on carry on i was just gonna say yeah uh, some people are a bit daunted by matt when they first meet him because he's quite serious and cool but he's actually really friendly so mm. please never be put off yeah Mm. yeah like at first when i went i mean when i went to talk to him but you know i could tell it was more like he's looking at me like trying to get to put my face to a name yeah and remember if he knew me or not like you know it's kind of that i don't want to be rude and you know if this is someone who knows me and i'm not recognizing her <laughs> so you know he looked much more at ease as soon as i explained no you don't know me yeah. but you helped me online <laughs> and he was like oh okay cool <laughs> <laughs> what about peter well peter just from like when they were setting up i saw him like getting you know getting things set up on his drums and he was already wearing those leggings. That was the first thing I noticed about him because he was wearing those leggings from the come talk to me video, the disco mm. ball leggings. And I was just like, and he had some teddy bear cartoon character on his shirt. And I just remember looking over and I was like, Oh my God, those are the best pants I've ever seen. It was a really tiny stage. So I think he was standing on top of the kick drum mm. to go, you know, fix things on the seat. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> it's like, he looks so fun. Those yeah. are the best pants. Peter has some very cool clothes. Yes. Oh. He, yeah. I think there's amazing a clothes. I I think there's a Lego incarnation of him in that outfit with the teddy, with the teddy shirt and the pink oh, leather jacket. Wow. I think I'd have to ask PG Bricks to dig out an image of that, but I'm sure she's made one with that teddy on the front of it. I'm sure oh, she has. I would love to get my hands on one of those Legos. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was actually the first. Oh, oh, yep. Sorry. No, no, carry on, carry on. I was just going to tell you to carry on. Oh. So that was actually the first conversation I had with him after I talked to Matt. Peter was standing right there and I just looked at him. I said, hi, I love your pants. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, thank you. They're from Forever 21. <laughs> now and everyone's going to run out and get I them. Asked him, oh, no, they're, they're, they were long gone at that point, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, because I remember just, you know, the next day I went online to try to find them and their website only had small left. Mm. And so I signed up to get notifications. And within a couple of weeks, even those were gone and they never brought them back. 
but you ended up getting some that were like that because i remember halloween we can touch on halloween maybe maybe later but i remember halloween you went to one of the shows dressed as peter i did in in that same outfit which was epic epic pedro (laughs) (laughs) epic pedro yeah very well epic girl version of pedro yes (laughs) (laughs) so deborah i know she had some questions about the things that you used to bring to the shows those early shows take it away deborah yeah the first time i met you i believe was at the april 2019 show at berlin and you gave me a button that you had made a princess for uh for the band which I treasure. I, I now have a, a vast quantity of wonderful things that you've made for me of uh, various buttons. I've got a, a bag with the uh, logo, the Ben logo on it. And best of all, on the back of my car now, my back window of my car, I've got the, uh, before they had Princess Go is the last version of their logo from uh, the state that you would see at the Cruel World video. Mm. I have that on the window mm-hmm. along with a band logo that you made for me. But um, I understand you've expanded your decal making into uh, more professional area as far as the band is concerned. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you used to I hand do. out pins and everything to, to everyone. What What started that in the first place? Where did that idea come from? I had an old button maker. I had two. I had the larger size and the smaller size of button makers. Mm. Um, and just my friend had taken some really cool photos. My friend Diane was someone I went to the first few shows with. Mm. Um, she hasn't gone in a very long time because they're usually weeknights. Yeah. But I had I had gone to shows with her and she took this really great photo that she she captured everyone in the band at Transpecos and she had turned her phone to this angle. So the picture had just this really cool, like slanted look. It was wild looking. And so I took that and I made printouts of that and put it on the larger, um, with the button maker, you can make these bottle opener keychains. They sell the supplies for those and for little pocket mirrors. They're like maybe two and a half inches, two and a quarter inches. So I made a bunch of those and I brought those to the show and I gave them to each of the guys after the show. And when Peter got his, um, got his bottle opener keychain, he immediately, he was like, oh, it looks like a button. He started holding it up against his shirt. He's like, oh, I would pin this on my shirt if it was a button. Uh... I had a button maker. So the next time I went to one of their shows, I brought the smaller buttons that were also made from photos that my friend took at the shows. Because mm. my, my phone at the time had a horrible camera, but she had a really great camera on her phone. And I think the first small button that I made was actually, um, it was a picture of Michael singing with the two puppets. Yes. <laughs> I, I still have that one. You did you did the same one in black and white and in colour. I I still have both of them. Oh, I did. I forgot all about that. I forgot yeah. about the black and white version of that. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. got I've got every button that you've ever made for me. I've I, I keep them all in a bag, and all of the decals. But 
Deborah, as Deborah pointed out, you started making decals and someone fell in love with them. Who was it? <laughs> Do you remember? Um, Peter? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Yes, yeah. <laughs> tell us, tell us how uh, people might not realize okay. this, but Deborah, Deborah, uh, Robin actually makes the decals that go on Peter's drum kit. So the emblem on the front of his drum kit on the bass drum is usually one that you have made. You've made all of them that he has. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Um, well, there was one that was in the UK tour, the first UK tour mm -hmm. that I believe they made like hand cut the letters and put them on the drum. Yeah. Don't quote me on that because I could be misremembering what I was told, <laughs> but but all of the decal since like that have their logo. I've yeah. printed on my little vinyl cutter mm -hmm. that I keep in my dining. <laughs> and so, and how do they get on the drum? Good question. <laughs> um, well, one of them I applied myself. The other two with the newer logo, Peter has applied. Oh. But the first one, I got to go to the clubhouse and apply it because he wasn't sure how to put it on. I, I had mailed some to him and I think the first one he opened up and I think it got s stuck to itself or something. And he mm. was just like, I don't know what I'm doing at this. <laughs> so what we're saying is you're the first fan I'm using inverted speech marks um, <laughs> that's been in the clubhouse. You have been in the inner sanctum. What was that like? What was it like being there or just yeah. the place? Or you mean just the experience of just going in? The experience. I mean of it. that just hanging out with Peter while you're just, I don't know, putting a decal on his drum kit. <laughs> right. Yeah, it it was pretty surreal. I was very happy to get to do it. I remember the day that I was going, I had gone by um in the afternoon before mm -hmm. I was going to see Gary Newman that night. And when I showed up, Peter's like, oh, are you excited? I was like, I'm so excited to go to the clubhouse. And he's looking at me, he's like, no, aren't you excited to go see Gary Newman tonight? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, but I'm going to get to be in the clubhouse. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think that's a worthy thing to be excited about. Yeah, I was like, you know, if the show falls through, I still got to... <laughs> I came into the city and got to be here and got to put the decal on the drum. Yeah. Right, the place where all the magic has happened or all the recordings have been done so far. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I stood among all the, you know, all those synths that are in there and the drum kit set up. And How many keyboards do you reckon are in there to get? I don't even remember, honestly. I mm -hmm. don't remember. It looks like, like in my head, I can't even picture how many I was looking at directly. I assume there are four synthesizers and then there's also the piano. Mm. The very, very hun old piano that's a hundred years old. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Stand up piano. But there's but, also so much other. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not a musician, so I don't know what half of it is for. But Yeah. But not only have you been actually in the clubhouse, you've had an experience that none of the other fans have other, actually 
being in the clubhouse none of us have ever experienced that but you've actually had another experience with the band that none of us have experienced or ever will um you were invited to assist with some of the filming of one of their music videos tell us about that well so i've over the years since seeing um seeing one of their opening bands i believe it they opened for them it was either at that no, it wasn't the April show. I think it was a show in June of 2019 mm-hmm. at Berlin. A band called Theophobia opened for them. Yes. And they're just incredible, fun, like glam slash comedy band. Mm-hmm. And I started following them and became friendly with them. And Dylan, who's one of the two singers and musicians in the band, is also a videographer. Yes. And she's good friends with Matt. She called me the night before a one of their their sideways video shoot, and yes. she was calling me on Facebook. And I, you know, she we didn't even have each other's phone numbers. We were just connected by Facebook at that point. But she was calling on Facebook chat, and I remember at first I was like, she's never tried calling me on this. What if there's an emergency? I had no idea what was going on, so I answered really quickly, mm. and she's like. She asked if I was available to help out and do some behind the scenes photography. Like they had decided last minute that this was something they would like to do. Just have someone get some pictures and video from behind the scenes of the video shoot. So she called me up because she's like, I know they're really your favorite band. You know, any chance you're available tomorrow? And I was just like, oh my God, yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine, how, how would anyone ever say no to that? Do you want to come well, yeah. be part of the music video for your favorite band? Um, let me think. Exactly. That was even when she said, she's like, I know they're your most favorite band in the world. So I wanted to offer you the chance to do this. Mm. And I was like, yeah, you know, not, not photographer or anything, but they just, you know, they needed someone to just help out who, you know, an extra body. Cause there was, yeah. Dylan, who was directing and doing some of the filming and at a photographer named Adam, Adam Nino was doing the filming of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they made someone just be behind the scenes, get some video and shots. So how was that experience? I, I was actually so, so nervous going in, like before mm. I walked in because I'd only ever interacted with the band at their shows. And I was kind of, you know, part of me, I was worried. I was like, all right, I feel a little bit stalkerish. Even though I was invited, I felt like, you know, this fan invading their video space. I was like, yeah. are they going to look at me when walk in and go, oh, why is she following us in here? <laughs> like, I had no idea how prepared they were mm-hmm. that I was the one who's be there if you know it's going to be like oh this is who you're talking about dylan <laughs> yeah <laughs> i walked in and like you know wow and i do believe and- from mm-hmm. that photo shoot for, for a video shoot sorry i think am i correct in assuming then that the image that matt has as his as his like account image on his instagram is a picture you took of him in I that hat. 
on the green screen stage. The picture he took in the hat was mm -hmm. a selfie he took, but the other pictures that are on the green screen background, I took of Matt on his phone. Um, it was while everyone was getting ready, he walked over and was just like, hey, Robin, take a couple pictures of me. I want to pretend to be Pete. So like, I think, well, Pete was long hair and makeup. And so he, he was, you know, starts like hitting the drums with his hands and moving things around. And then he leaned on the amp. But yeah, I took those on Matt's phone. But, yeah. You know, it was like, yeah, his pretend Pete. <laughs> yeah, his profile picture is him leaning against the um, the giant amp, and I'm sure that's the pic mm -hmm. one of the pictures you took on his phone. It is. Yeah. So there, <laughs> there's your another claim to fame yeah. for you. That's pretty awesome. Pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, I think the other thing that um, mm. you have a love for is something else that the other person in this room right now also has a love for. And I'm just going to throw the words out and then you two can talk amongst yourselves about what it is you love. Um, land of make pretend. Ah, I think Robin and I share a love of that song as being our, our favorite. I don't know if it's our favorite song of all for yes. both of us, but I think it probably is mine. But it's definitely our favorite unreleased song at this point. Yes. Yes. It, Robin is uh, staring was, wistfully off into the distance there yes. as she was thinking about it, going, oh my God, I could see it in her face, the love. Carry on. <laughs> it was my absolute favorite song of theirs until Come of Age came out. Mm. And Come of Age has edged it out a little bit, not Ooh. completely, but I listen to Come of Age all the time now, but Land of Make Pretend, you know, still... Mm. Guys, if you listen, please release that song. <laughs> yes. Um, that was actually one that I heard for the first time at the first show I saw them. And I was almost in tears listening to that the first time. I felt like, you know, because they were in this teeny tiny club and the sound was so much like what I listened to in my childhood. And just that one song stood out as being really something. And I felt like, you know, I was like, I'm standing here at the beginning of something really, really special. That yeah, was, that was uh, exactly how I felt. Now, the first time I heard that song was also at my first show, which was April of 2019 right. at Berlin. And it was the very last song they did. They actually had pretty much ended the set, Mike, left the stage, uh, stepping on you, as I recall, yes. <laughs> on the way. Did and you went, get trampled? You get trampled. <laughs> because all the lights had gone out and suddenly it was pitch black and he came off the stage and, and walked right into Robin. Uh, but then he ran in the back and grabbed two um, acoustic guitars and brought them back. And both um, Matt and Peter played the guitar and Mike sang it and he stepped back and didn't sing it in the microphone. He just sang it out. And it was just such a special yeah. moment. It was, it was different than the whole rest of the show. And while I loved all the other show music, there was something about that little moment that was just very special. And uh, it, it's remained my 
favorite song all this time. Mm. And they've wow. they've done they've done various versions of it, and uh, they've been doing one uh, during the VIPs recently. But one night uh, last, not this past spring, but I guess it was the spring before. It must have been um, spring of twenty twenty two. They did a show at LPR where during the show, uh, Matt's computer crashed and they had to change up at the last second change. And they ended up doing a version then with uh, mm. one guitar and with uh, the drums. And it was spectacular version yeah. of Land to Make Pretend. Mm. But I will always have a soft yeah. spot for that two guitar version <laughs> nice quiet and even they've changed up how they do the two guitar acoustic but the way they did it in the early days will always be my favorite because there are just some changes towards the end like it sounds i don't even know how to describe because i don't know musician terms but there was just something the first few times they did it where like matt shifted near like the last verse of it he shifted you know where his hand was and so it had like a different tone towards the uh, end than the rest of the song and it just it was it was it was magic that was, it was magic <laughs> yeah it was magic yeah but i think we've asked all of the questions that we have unless deborah do you have any more um <laughs> No, I don't think I have any particular ones right now, except uh, what was your uh, your last show was the Brooklyn show, right? It was. And you, how how was that? It was the first show well, in a year that they'd done as well. So how how, how was that experience? Right, so that a year was, off? Right, because... You know, I mean, that venue was just so pretty. And I mean, the sound was incredible there and the venue, it was just gorgeous. And that was the uh, Bowery Ballroom? Bowery Ballroom? No. Elsewhere. Oh, elsewhere, elsewhere. Elsewhere in Brooklyn, that no. the rooftop. And I ended up just going towards the back so I'd have room to dance. And it was just from where I was standing you know, you look straight ahead, you're seeing the stage, and then you look off to your right, and there's just the whole neighborhood and the lights and the buildings that were across the way. And just, it it went really well with the music. It was beautiful, and they sounded incredible, and it was just really wonderful seeing it, just, you know, looking at the whole crowd getting into it. It was and we had had longer days back okay. then, September. So we actually got to watch the sunset yeah. over the uh, Brooklyn skyline. You make well, the me sun really had jealous. just started. Sun. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't able to go. Oh, you you only got to go to seventeen thousand shows in England yeah. instead. We and only got to one. Every UK show you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay four four but, uh, <laughs> if, if they do elsewhere again you'll have to check it out because it was just like the sun started setting while they were yeah playing land of meat pretend during the vip set too so that yeah. was like 
that's fair that's fair <laughs> you, you got a fabulous show i got i got other fabulous shows but I, can't, I can't i can't complain i'm just jealous of everyone and that goes have... to any show i'm not at so. <laughs> you Surprise. have the ones at the end of january too yes those yes. are probably going to be amazing uh, are you going to two or three of them i'm going to three of them i'm hoping that they schedule the charlotte show the reschedule the charlotte show for while i'm in the area because i have to actually fly through charlotte to get to the Asheville show so oh, there, there is a conversation happening about whether they can put it that night or not not specifically for me i mean i don't have that kind of pull oh, <laughs> god could you imagine having that kind of pull do the show tonight for me yes please um <laughs> but i, I know maybe that... if deborah uses the mom voice so yes it. the mom voice <laughs> Uh, uh, can you call Matt now and just be like, do this tonight? That's not the mom voice. This is why I'm not a parent. My children would be terrified. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, I, I know they haven't announced when that's rescheduled for yet, but I do know that they were trying to get it around the same time as the other three that are in the local area, because that would make sense. But whether there is a venue yeah. available, that's a whole different thing. But for those who don't know, the Charlotte show that we're talking about was supposed to take place on the 8th of December, but it got cancelled because the venue had some damage to its roof. And so therefore they had to cancel all of the shows over uh, uh, like that week that was happening. Unfortunately, that meant that Princess also had to cancel and they tried by hook or by crook to get any other venue at all and were not successful in time so i have had to reschedule it to a future date uh, but hopefully that will be soon and everybody who managed to get tickets to that hopefully you can rebuy the tickets for whatever the new date is going to be i think that that show probably will have already happened by the time this episode broadcasts broadcasts yeah. like i'm like we're going live <laughs> I don't, what's when the broadcast goes well, you can to edit air? that in yeah um, it's released <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes it's released when this episode is released see you you know the lingo better than i do um but yeah that's that's our interview with you robin thank you very very much for hanging out with us for a little while yeah really appreciate thank it you. it has been an absolute thank pleasure appreciate say, being say goodbye robin bye bye robin bye everyone bye, bye everyone in princess goes land <laughs> is that the land of make pretend yes it is <laughs> bye everyone in the land of make pretend <laughs>so i think that went really well that was a lot of fun hearing from robin and hearing about the earlier shows yes i didn't realize that she was only she was at not only she was at the third show so we need to find someone who is at the second and or the first show um but yeah so she she and allison oh so allison was at the second show she said she said she'd been at the one before is that what she said I think so. Yeah. And then she was at the third show. So we still need to find someone who was at the first. So if anyone out there listening has been at the first show, get in contact. Mm. Mm.
but yeah it was really good fun talking to her she is someone that uh, I met at the first show I ever went to uh, she was in a restaurant near the venue and I was walking past and I recognized her and Alison and I leaned in the window and said are you going to the princess show and they said yes um, they invited me to sit with them and have a meal um, and we have been firm friends ever since uh, and it's been wonderful so I'm really glad that she came on because she's such, she's such a creative person and hearing her talk about all the things that she's done for the band I'm glad that people know that she's the person who makes his drum decals even if he is the person who installs them on himself now um, she, she had to teach him how to do it <laughs> yeah she had to teach him how to do it and um, he does a very good job well done Peter and clapping um yeah he he was having a panic in the the most recent uk tour because he'd sent she'd sent him a new decal with a new logo and he was trying to get that on before they either came to the us that came to the uk or he did it while he was here in the uk and i remember them having uh he was trying to get hold of her while he was here to get a bit more advice on how to do it. And she was asleep. So she sent me messages to go, please go into the VIP and tell him this or that. And uh, I managed to pass that along, but he'd managed to do it by that point. Um, so that was good. But yeah, she also did the video shoot for Sideways. So she got to hang out with them for a few hours um, yeah. and just and just film them hanging out. I believe it was actually, um, she had told me this story before and I should have encouraged her to tell more of it uh, this time, this interview, mm -hmm. but they, at the uh, sideways shoot, they were taping letters that he had cut out onto his drum kit for mm -hmm. the thing and they were just paper. And oh. as they were doing it, she said, you know, I could just make you a decal for this. And that's how she came to be doing the decals thereafter. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Could you imagine the tediousness of cutting out all of the letters to stick to the drum kit? Yeah. Oh, my Just God. Just out of regular white paper and hoping they don't tear and that they cut properly. And then Alison, not Alison, Robin swings into the room like an angel. I can make you a decal. Wow. <laughs> oh, saves the day but yeah yep. that's gone no that's all i was gonna say so that was it was really fun uh hearing from her mm -hmm. yeah um i really do enjoy robin uh every time i come over to new york we always try to hang out and, and spend some time uh she's somebody I, I very very much love uh so i'm really glad she came and hung out with us for a little while um but I don't know who we're interviewing for the next one. We we have a list of people that we're working through, so I don't know who is going to be the next episode that we air. So I'm not going to try and give any clues for it. We will um we'll have to surprise you next week or ne in the next two weeks because we do these every two weeks or so, don't we? So well, never know who it might be or what it might be about. By time that we get to that one, you'll have probably seen uh three more shows so maybe yeah. something will come of that yes yes that's an interesting uh interesting idea let's see what comes out of that mm -hmm. 
that makes it sound way more intriguing than it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got carried away there. I apologise. It's probably going to be really boring. But yeah, I'll try and get some <laughs> stuff while I'm at the uh, the live shows. I'm going to be flying in the next couple of weeks to go and see that. So uh, hopefully we'll have a Charlotte show by that point. Um, let's see. But thank you, everybody, for listening with us yet again. And we look forward to you tuning in again in a couple of weeks. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Deborah, for hanging out with me again. Thank you, Kerry. You are most welcome. Okay. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. You've been listening to Come and Talk to Me, a podcast written and produced by myself, Peabody Freak, and Vicky Mom. We'd like to thank PG Bricks for the use of her wonderful image on the front cover of our podcast and Acast for hosting us on their platform. 